11-year MLS pro Quincy Marroquois here, and you're now listening to The Perfect Soccer Podcast, where your host goes one-on-one to get to know your favorite professional soccer players, both on and off the pitch. Because how better to learn what it takes to become a pro soccer player other than directly from pro soccer players? Today's episode is brought to you by PerfectSoccerSkills.com, the number one and only platform you'll ever need to connect with and learn from pro soccer players. Learn more and enter to win weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com PSTM to enter to win for free today. With that said, please enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Perfect Soccer Podcast. Our special guest today is Lindo Mafeka. All right, Lin- Lindo, let's go back into your career. Uh, what, like, your, what's your first memory of, of playing soccer? Um, I just remember playing with my uh, cousin, my young, my older cousins and stuff at my house in the backyard and stuff like that back when I was little. Um, I mean, they're like a lot older than me, so mm-hmm. I just remember playing against them, with them, and all that. That's really about, I mean, I was like probably like six years old, <clears throat> five years old, something like that. Yeah, for sure. You were, you were born in South Africa, correct? I was, yes. So what, what was it like growing up there, and then how did you end up coming to the U.S.? So I was born in South Africa, uh, in Durban. Um, I mean, it, was, it wasn't that bad when, when we grew up and stuff. Um, we were like normal. We just played soccer most of the time. We went to went to school, the same guys in the same neighborhood went to the same schools, and we played soccer in the same schools and played against each other. If you played, like, in a different school and stuff, we played against you, against whoever. So <clears throat> it was basically, it was kind of like here, like how you play soccer and stuff, and played against other schools. Other than that, really, like, we just, we played soccer pretty much all the time. Like, all the guys and stuff, we would just get together and play in the tennis court or or even the soccer field and stuff and play soccer with the guys. That's it. Yeah, definitely. And then how did you uh, end up coming to the U.S.? Oh, so as I was, going, I was growing up in South Africa, I met I met a guy named Cosmore. He's from Johannesburg and stuff like that. So he introduced me to uh, to Boise Kumalo, who played here, who lived, who been living here for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he introduced me to him, and then they asked me if I wanted to come here and, and, and go to school and play soccer at the same time. Um, I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. And then they introduced me to a family that I was going to stay with and uh, go to high school. So I went to high school in Kentucky. Uh, I lived with the Styers. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that's really how I, I came about here. Uh, I met Coach through soccer. We met through like yeah. a tournament back home. We, we were playing in a tournament. He asked me if I wanted to play for him in Johannesburg. I went and played for him for like... <clears throat> A month, mm-hmm. or like a month or so, and then he asked me if I wanted to come to the U.S. and study. And while I'm, I'm studying, I can play. I was like, okay, cool, we can do that. Um, and then I did it, and then I asked my mom. My mom was like, was fine with it. Actually, she was glad. Yeah. Um. So, and then I came right here. I think uh, 2009, and started my high school, and yeah. went on about. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, so you moved to Kentucky. What what was that like? Just like adapting from moving to South Africa to the U.S. Like, was that a culture shock? 
Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, Kentucky was super different from yeah. where I grew up. <clears throat> I grew up um, in Durban. Like it's not, it's not really a small. It's like a neighborhood just full of just black guys everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when I moved to Kentucky, I moved to the only white neighborhood, just only white people and stuff like that. And I said mm-hmm. nothing bad about it, but it was just so different from mm-hmm. what I'm used. To, I'm used to, and I didn't even speak English. Like uh, I didn't speak English at all. So it was just super different and like how everything was happening. It was super like schedule strict and type stuff like that in, in Louvre, in Kentucky and stuff like that. But when, when, uh, when I was in South Africa, everything was just a flow. Like you wake up and do your thing. Like you go on about your day. You don't tell anyone where you're going. You just go and, and do your thing, go to school, come back, go to practice and come back whenever you want and kind of do your own thing. Like nobody was really on you and like you did your homework, you did that, you did this. This way you need to be. You need to be a practice. No, no, no. You just at home back in South Africa. You just did it however you wanted to do it, no matter how age, how age you was. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got here in Louisville, it was like like you go to school, you come back home, and then you go to practice, and then you come back home, and then on like um, like uh, school nights and stuff, you can't do anything. You can't go nowhere. You can't hang out with your friends. <laughs> this and that. You, yeah. you know, there was like a, a different type of uh, uh, organization than yeah. I had before. So I think that was really different for me. That was really difficult to adjust to. But as the time went by, and like I got a handle of it, I got I got a hold of it, and then I just yeah lived life, you know. Yeah, for sure. What uh, what languages do you guys speak in South Africa? Uh, there's like t- uh, like about nine official languages, but I spoke Zulu, like one of them. Yeah. Um, and then you have English, and then you have Afrikaans, and then you have others. That's cr- but, that's crazy. Wait, so yeah. how many how many languages do you speak? I only speak two, oh, okay. Zulu and English. <laughs> but you. most people out there they speak more than more than two yeah, for sure. Like they speak English, Afrikaans. Yeah. Some people speak, you know, they speak all that type of stuff. But I'm from like mostly like Zulu people, like mostly just like all of us just live there. So it was hard for us to get out. um to like even like speak English or even Afrikaans and stuff like that. It was hard for us to get to to that point. Yeah, definitely. And then, uh, what what was your recruiting process like out of out of high school to to college? Uh, well, I didn't play high school soccer, so I played uh, I played club instead because oh, okay. we didn't have we was a small private school. Yeah, we didn't have a soccer team at the time. Um, so I played club. I played for a club called Javanon, uh, in Kentucky. I played there. I think from '09. So like, I graduated. So I went to uh, college. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Actually. I played there until like 2012, I want to say, right before, like a year before I went to college. And then I went to a play for an academy called Indiana Fire. It's in Indiana, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So I played there for, I think, a couple of months before I went to college. Um, they recruited me through um, um, my uh, club, mm-hmm. my Javanon club, and through uh, Indiana Fire. So I was recruited through that. Like colleges was reaching out. Um, just from seeing me playing for those two teams and stuff like that, since I didn't play any high school, <clears throat> so yeah, that's how that's how they reached out. Gotcha. What what was like? Was there like a final like three schools that you were picking from, or like a final two? Like I know you went to Southern Florida. Yeah, I had like probably like like final five. Okay. Uh, that I ch- I chose from was I think it was Louisville, Clemson, USF, um, SMU. Um, might have been one more, I forget. Um, but yeah, those like, I remember those, uh, for a fact. 
So I chose, and then I canceled out Clemson, and I canceled out um, Louisville, and I canceled out SMU, and then I went to USF. I chose USF. Yeah. I felt like that was a good match for me. Yeah, yeah. So what I was gonna say, why why did you choose USF? Uh, USF was just so like I I, f- I fit in with like the coaching staff. I liked them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was so like it was just a diverse type of situation. I I mm-hmm. like the diversity of the school. Yeah. And and like everybody everybody around, I felt like I would just fit in since like I'm not even from here too. So like it's like yeah, everybody's just gonna be we're gonna help each other and and, and see. And how everything is, everybody's in the same kind of situation I'm in. So I felt like that was, like, the best situation. And, I, and the people I just clicked with, like, the coaching staff and the team over there, the, the people that was on the team, the players that was on the team and stuff like that, I just clicked in with them as soon as I got there. And I, I don't know, like, I felt at home. It felt, it felt, yeah. it felt right at the time. I got it's you. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah, what, what was your overall experience like there uh, on and off the field? Uh, USF was amazing, man. Um, I mean, those are great friends of my life, I'll say right now. Um, I mean, the experience off the field, it was, I, I like Florida. I like the warm weather, yeah. of course. Um, and the people around, like, you just, it, I, I don't know, like, people were super nice and, and, um, it was easy to just get along and the city was safe. It was, it wasn't no, like, foul stuff, like, really happening a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The guys on the team were all us together. Um, so, I mean, I really like Florida a lot. Um, on the team and the school, like, everything was just the same. The diversity and how everybody's just from everywhere. And nobody's really from Florida. But, I mean, there is people from Florida, but, like, not that many. But, like, I just like the, the people and stuff. I, just, I really enjoy that. Um, it's not really, like, a super big party school, but it's, like, you can have fun. You can do all that stuff. Um and the school was just, it was just great, honestly. Yeah, for sure. And then was there a moment while you were there that, like, you knew you could be a pro? Yeah, because uh, my coach used to tell me, like, this is what we need to work on. We need to get on the, on, on the same, on, on this. We need to work more on this. We need to work harder on this so we can we can, we can get you to go and, to the draft and all that stuff. So my coach really believed in me and knew um, um, that I can be, I can go pro. But I, I wanted to be a professional soccer player since I was little, and I knew I could do it, and mm-hmm. that's what I wanted. And then and the coach just put me in a better spot, and he made sure that I, I, I fulfilled my dream. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, like, tell me about your draft day experience. Uh, my draft day? Yeah. Um, I was at my place. I think we was, was listening to we was watching it. Me and my teammate, like a few of my teammates who got drafted with me, I think mm-hmm. it was me, Nazim, uh, Marcus Epps. We was all sitting together watching it, and like, and some of the guys on the team was just watching it, and and then I think Marcus got drafted first, and I got drafted after him, and then we just celebrated that night, and nothing really crazy, but we, we just, everybody was just happy and stuff, and we, they like the we call our parents, they called us, and we talked to them for a while, and like, that's it, really. Yeah, did you did you like know where you gonna were gonna go? Like, no, I had no idea. Oh, so, had no idea. so like when you got drafted twenty eighth overall, so you you were excited or you thought you could have got drafted higher? No, actually, I was excited for the yeah. opportunity to go and and, and play for the uh, with the San Jose Earthquakes. Mm-hmm. 
um, I wasn't really like into the numbers and like who goes first, who goes because at the end of the day, everybody gonna have to be on the field and play yeah. and, and showcase themselves. So I didn't really care about who goes number one or who goes last because like you know somebody who went last, somebody undrafted is still playing in the league. So like the numbers don't really matter where like who goes first, who goes last. So I mean, I was cool with, I was fine with uh, with the number uh, I was drafted. And I wasn't mad. I was. I was happy that I got drafted. I was happy that I was given the opportunity to go and play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Enjoy learning what it takes to become a better player from professional soccer players. Well, how would you like to work with professional players one on one? Now you can with B Pro by Perfect Soccer. Head over to perfectsoccerskills.com/bepro to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Um, and then what, what was your first, uh, professional game like? And then what was your first MLS game like? Um, my first professional game, I mean, we played preseason games, but like, I don't think I'm going to count those, but, um, I was, I played in Reno. My first professional game was in Reno. So, uh, that was cool. I was playing, I I think it was Phoenix. We won four. It was our first win, uh, in the, in the clubs, clubs history or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. We won four zero against Phoenix. I, I set on two goals. I think it was a great game. Like I, yeah. I really played great and I enjoyed playing because I was scared before the game. And mm-hmm. the guys tell me to just like just do your thing. And the only thing you can do is just the best you can do. So you just go do that. If it's if it's not good today, then it's fine. Like next week, we still got another game. We're gonna keep pushing. So like my nerves came down and all that. Um, I mean, it was a good game and it was our first win and it was. It was great. Everybody was happy. Well, I had a good game. The team had a good game. So I really enjoyed that. My MLS game was against LA, but I I was really nervous. Like I was I was super scared. It was packed. I think they had like I think it was at, like in the at a time. Um, I think it was like I played like a minute or two or something like that. I was, I was really nervous. Like that was he felt scary. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that was the only game I played. Um, I didn't even touch the ball. I don't think I just ran one time and it, it was, the game was over. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, I know you, like the majority of your career been in the in the USL. Like, what what's your uh, like what's your motivation to get back to like the MLS? I mean, I uh, my motivation is yeah. I used to prove it to myself that I can play that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I'll say. Like, it's like. I feel like I didn't get the chance that mm-hmm. I actually wanted or, like, maybe I didn't use my opportunity, the one that I got, to mm-hmm. prove myself that I can do it. I just wish, like, I want to get back so I can prove myself that I can actually play there and compete with the same, with those guys in the in the highest level in the U.S. That's that's mm-hmm. the only thing I say about that. Um, it's just, like, me wanting to go back and prove it to myself that I actually can play and be a part of uh, a team in the MLS and, and, and play there for a longer time long period of time yeah definitely so in uh in 2020 you didn't get to play with anybody no in 2020 i took a year off and just yeah shut down and just stay home and yeah i was at my house like really for sure working out yeah that's it hey man uh, yeah it was crazy year anyway so i know like like, the the seasons were like half half a season things like that right um so i know you just recently signed with the oakland roots uh what's it been like there i know you guys are just starting it out um so how did that how did that come about and then like what's your what's it been like so far? Um, so one my agent now uh, he reached out to me 
I think last summer, and then he asked me if I wanted to keep playing and all that. I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to play next year and all that. I want to get back to it and start playing again. I was like, he's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start looking at teams and see, <clears throat> and see if we can get you uh, signed with the team before the end of the season, the end of the year or something like that. I was like, okay, then I'm gonna start working out. I'm gonna start doing the right things and, and start get back to it like the the right way. And then in December he calls me. He said, ah, right, we got. We got we got the roots interested and and all that and then he said this is what they got this is what they want this is what they need and then they called me and then I was like, okay I was fine with it and I was I was really excited to come and join this club and then I signed that contract and then I got here I think in March and did preseason and all that mm-hmm. uh, I mean it's been it's been good since then <clears throat> I mean they take they took care of me they took care uh, they taking care of everybody. Um, they put us in the rice housing and all that. The football has been, I mean, the result hasn't been good, but mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure it out. We're trying to trying to get right and get and get our best our best uh, uh, team out there to compete with the other uh, with the other teams and stuff like that. So it hasn't been good, like with with the the result part of it, but like everything else, like we really just they're really on point. It's it's mm-hmm. been good. Uh, it's been really good actually. I love it here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, are you familiar with Marshawn Lynch? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he's the now the co-owner of the the Roots. Were you like out there when he was? I think they did something right. for him, right? Were you there? Yeah. Well, uh, the game got canceled. Oh. Was, was supposed, yeah. We was uh, we was supposed to play sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game got canceled that day because the field wasn't in the right conditions. Yeah. Um, but he was there. Uh, some of the guys saw him like uh, driving the golf cart or something like that <laughs> on the field. Um, I didn't see, I was in the locker room. I didn't yeah. see him though, but <clears throat> I heard it was there. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just cool. Like, you know, a lot of, I'm sure you've seen like a lot of other pro athletes are investing in soccer teams now. So I think like the game just keeps on growing. Exactly. Uh, are you ready for the, the five Quincy questions? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what's the most important skill or quality that you feel made you successful as a pro player? Uh, I say discipline. I say discipline. Um, I think that really helped me a lot since mm-hmm. I started playing. Um, taking care, taking care of the, uh, the like, cause you have you train for two hours and then you have twenty two hours to do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So it's up to me to make sure that I'm ready for the next the next day. So I feel like I've done that and uh, I've mastered it. And so to know like, I right, this is what I need to uh, to go forward with. Uh, with the training or the game following day or anything like that. Like I used to like be disciplined with my time and, man- and time management and stuff like that. And, and know how I'm going to move. Like, whereas in college, you know, you had classes, you had, you had all that stuff on the outside. So you wasn't just training and going home. Like now you're training, you go home, you don't have anything to do mm-hmm. and you just got to take care of your body and, and, and come back the next day, ready to play and ready to give hundred percent. So I feel like, yeah, discipline right now i say what's the biggest mistake you think pro players are making the biggest mistake uh i mean i would say maybe not take taking it for granted like taking the uh the, the opportunity for granted and and just not working hard enough to like be the best in their craft mm-hmm. um and maybe like think like this is gonna last forever like not knowing like this going to end that, you know, we're not going to play until we're 50. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, people like, I mean, I mean, I do too. Like we just, 
you know, sometimes go through emotions and all that stuff and complain about the situations we're in and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, to be honest, this is a great job ever. You train for like three hours a day and then you go home and do whatever you want. Yeah. And I, I, we do take that for granted for a little bit. Some of us, I do. I know I do. Uh, what what advice would you give to a young player trying to make a pro league? Uh, uh, I say have fun uh, playing, be positive. Um, your success story is never going to be the same as mine. It's never going to be the same as Quincy. It's never going to be the same as anybody else. Your path is going to be different. And everybody's got their own. Just because it's not the same as mine, it don't mean it's not it. So you do your thing and, and, and be positive and, and, do, and get to the league however you get to the league. Not just not the way I got here. Not the way Quincy got here. Not the way anybody else got here. Just you have your own path. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Um, these next two could be soccer related or like life related. Right. Um, what's something you think, what's something that most people think is true that you believe isn't? Well, I'll say that again. Yeah. <laughs> what's something, <laughs> what's something most people think is true that you believe isn't? Oh man. What? <laughs> Let me think about that. Oh my god! What I think? Mm. Uh, like anything, right? Yeah, it could be anything. Um, I mean, I think people, some people, believe social media is like the thing, but I think it's false. You know, they give you false hope and all that. I think it's fake. Like, I don't know. I don't believe in it. Like, all right, I'll take it. Uh, what's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared of what would happen if things didn't go well? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Say it again. Yeah. What? What's something you would move forward with if you weren't scared if things didn't go well? Man, I have no clue what that means. <laughs> so basically, it'd be like, what's something you would like do if you weren't scared of like the outcome of it? Oh, okay. Um, let me see. Like you kind of already did something that most people wouldn't do, like move out of their own country to go to another right. country. Right. I think swimming. All right. Yeah, I think swimming. I'm really, yeah. Well, you want to learn how to swim? I want to learn, but I'm scared to drown. <laughs> all right. There you go. I like that. Um, all right. You ready for some fun questions? Yeah, let's go. All right, what what's your favorite what's your favorite food in South Africa and what's your favorite food in America? Ooh, inside like your restaurant or like a dish? Uh what either or. All right, I'm gonna choose a restaurant. Uh, I like Nando's a lot in South Africa. All right, what do they got? Um, what do they got? What do you eat there? It's uh they have like chicken. It's chicken. It's basically chicken and they use all this different spices and sauces and like that you dip in. It's so good. It's like it's really spicy. I really love it. Um, the right. Chicken and, and like like buns, like burger buns or whatever, like mm -hmm. something like that. It's just good. I like it. Uh, in the U.S., I, oh, man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, this is not really, don't nobody gotta, gotta follow this, but I like Wingstop. Wingstop? Uh, yeah. All right. No, no, yeah, that's, I mean, I, eat, I, eat, I used to eat it a lot. Back in the day, I still love it. Off season, I eat it a lot. <laughs> All right, I like that. Uh, I never, I never been there, so I don't know. I only been to like what? Buffalo. <laughs> they don't have, <laughs> they don't have one near me. 
man, come on. I've been to like Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm assuming that's. Oh no 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 no. It's better. It's way better. We stuff way better. <laughs> All right. Whenever I whenever I see one, I have to try it. Um, yeah. What do you, What do you like to do in your free time? Uh, watch Netflix. I uh, go to the beach a lot. Um, in Oakland, I mean uh, in Alameda. Um, mm-hmm. I mean in Florida, I did it a lot. I went to the beach once on a boat rides. I went parasailing for the first time. I really enjoyed that. Oh, that's cool. Um, I want to. I want to go back again. Um, I like like. Uh, what's my call? Water skiing. I love like being in the water and stuff. Even though I can't swim, I be wearing my <laughs> my life vest the entire time. Yeah. I really love water skiing. I like actually skiing in the snow too. So I'd be doing that uh, in the winter sometimes. Um, all right. Know, yeah, that's you, pretty much it. You do it all. Uh, what What are you watching on Netflix right now? Uh, right now I'm not watching. I was watching the uh, Manifest or whatever, and I got bored with it. <laughs> um, right. I, what was that? What else was I watching? I was watching something, but I forgot. I'm not really watching anything right now. I watch like old stuff. I gotcha. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you on social media? Even though I don't, even though I know you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I don't even know my thing, but like, I gotta go to it. Um. Oh, it's uh Lindo underscore Mafeka. That's it. That's my Instagram, and then my Twitter. My Twitter is uh it's Big Lin zero two zero. All right, again, appreciate it and uh best of luck the rest of the season. Appreciate you, man. Quincy Marroquois here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you'd like us to interview next, we'll get working on that right away. You can listen to this full episode and more at PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash radio. That's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today.